GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Action Podcast. I am your host, LPJ. And conveniently, we're joined by two identical twins. I couldn't even believe it. We've got Hovercraft Joe... Uh, what is up, LBJ? And the Tush. What's up? Now, <laughs> if we're to be like opposite twins, does Hovercraft Joe like not like Tush? Because that would be like, you know, he'd be like, ugh, there's far too much buttocks in this movie. <laughs> I feel like, and we can say this up front, we're, we're talking about, uh, so a, a couple things. We're talking about Double Impact. Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, which is weird because I feel like this is the third time we've done a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie that has been my suggestion. I, I this, blew, this blew my mind when you're like, hey, listen, I really want to do Double Impact. You were emphatic about it. I couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, because I've been actually wanting to do this movie on the podcast for a while. I've never seen it. I mean, like, spoiler alert, this is my first time watching it, and I've been wanting to do it for a while, and it's always free to... on prime and stuff so like i i just decided to do it but this is i was going to say this is i think the first time since we gave you the nickname of the tush that you're doing a movie with tush in it that's true well but yeah because i mean we did we i mean i think the name originates previously from like yeah we did at universal soldier and all that and there's you know all that so i mean van damme is kind of the it's kind of the origin of the tush i mean like you know he definitely had a lot of it in movies but circling back really quick if we're identical twins a la this movie, which one of us is a huge piece of shit? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so so I guess, yeah, divvy it up. Who wants to be Alex? Who wants to be Chad? Chad. Come on. That's what you get for if... drinking a White Claw when you should have been answering. Uh, it's not a White Claw. It's a Topo Chico hard seltzer. Um, oh, okay. I think I think clearly I'm the uh, Chad of our twin group, and you're the Alex. Ugh. I mean, if there, differences were subtle, but like... Alex, or as I kept referring to in my head, greasy-haired Van Damme. It's just a piece of shit. There's like no okay. redeeming qualities. All right, we'll get it. We'll get, it. We'll get, yeah, into, we'll get that. into that. Yeah, we're still. So we're talking about Double Impact. It's released August 9th, nineteen ninety-one. Uh, Tush, you're our guest. Why don't you kind of talk about uh, experience that you have this movie? This would have definitely been like. Just a, I saw it on, you know, I went to the video store and I rented it, you know, type of deal. Like, I think, I don't think I saw a Van Damme movie in the theater until Universal Soldier, probably. So, I mean, this was still, this was still like, you know, not early, uh, not early Van Damme, but like, you know, kind of midway Van Damme. He wasn't huge, huge yet, but he was getting popular, you know. What about you, uh, LPJ? Uh, I remember seeing previews for this movie and was super excited about it. And then had to wait, obviously, until it came out on video. And as soon as I could get my hands on it to watch it, I did. So it was, you know, um, it would have been like, because movies took a lot longer to come out to video than they they do now. So it probably would have been like Christmas vacation. No, probably after that, it probably would have been like spring, springtime of uh of 1992 when i finally got a chance to watch it but i rented it and uh and watched it and, and it was a big fan right from the beginning because i mean yeah i mean second run theaters are all but dead now but back in the day it was they would be two months that the second run theater still after the initial run you know? yeah so it took a while for stuff to get out of the video yep um and like I mentioned, I, I mean, I always knew this movie existed. Uh, I mean, it was obviously it's the movie where Jean-Claude Van Damme plays twins. Uh, and I knew uh, it existed. The first movie where Jean-Claude Van Damme plays twins. <laughs> One of the ones you're thinking of, he played a clone, though. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> I, I hate you both right now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I always knew it was a thing. I'd never seen it. Um, but like I said, I actually been wanting I, I'd been talking about it. And I've wanted to do it on the podcast for a while just because I was interested in watching it. So this was my first viewing. I watched on Amazon Prime for free. Um, yeah. So and I'm ready to talk about it. 
<laughs> we'll take it away. Uh, okay. So, like I said, this movie comes out August 9th, 1991. It has a budget of $15 million. It grosses $30 million. So, it's, you know, respectable. Um, it has a Rotten Tomatoes of 35%. And an audience score of 42%. Yeah, that seems right. <laughs> so, top grossing movies of 1991. Uh, this is the first year I... Well, not first year. I, I don't know if we'll ever do all the movies, the top three movies. But we have done number one, which is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And number two, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. So, we've covered the number one and two movies for the year in this podcast. Uh, number three is Beauty and the Beast. In this movie... Uh, Double Impact comes in 45th for the year, okay? Other movies that we have covered on this podcast from 1991 are number 13, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use, number 18, Hot Shots, number 21, The Last Boy Scout, number 27, The Rocketeer, number 29, Point Break, and number 56, Lionheart, the movie that LPJ controversially said is better than Bloodsport. He loves that pool fighting. <laughs> I do. It, it, it's crazy that this and Double Impact came out in the same year, star, both directed by the same guy. Oh, yeah. This is definitely like a paint-by-numbers Van Damme movie. Like He has worked with like a, a lot of the people in this movie plenty of times. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just like, all right, we're done shooting uh, Lionheart. Let's get right into Double Impact. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, okay, so uh, the cast of this movie, Jean-Claude Van Damme there it <laughs> playing is. Alex, Alex and Chad Wagner, and a guy that for a while, until I looked it up, I was convinced was Dab- Dab- Dabney Coleman, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like the guy that Frank, I feel like the Frank guy looked a lot like Dabney Coleman. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Juliet Lewis's dad. Yep. <laughs> but uh, what, do, what do you guys got for me? Any, any well, you guys got I, anybody on this? Yeah. Well, just, I mean, um. Jeffrey Lewis is a very, he's like a very well-known like character actor who's basically like, there's a certain period where like if there's a, a Clint Eastwood movie or a Charles Bronson movie, he was in it. Like yes. he, he, he was friends with them and did a lot of movies with them. And I mean, he, he died fairly recently, but he was still working well. I mean, he was in uh, the devil's rejects. He was, you know, he's, he's been in a lot of things. He's been in an insane amount of things. Um, yeah. And you're right. It's all, you know, all character actor stuff, but he's uh, like one of the most prolific character actors of his generation. He was a, he yeah. was Uncle Bill in Dawson's Creek, Joe. Oh, okay. I don't remember specifically who Uncle Bill is, but all right. All right. There you go. He was in the Omega Man with uh, uh-huh. Charlton Heston. The only good ad- well, no, the Vincent Price adaptation of I Am Legend is good too. But. Uh, there's other people in this as well. Uh, Bolo Young's in it. Bolo Young kind of plays. Oh yeah, you know, Kung Po, not Kung Po, Chun Li. He plays Moon. Yep. Well, I think he's talking about in. Oh yeah, uh, he's yeah. The, he's, he's the yeah. main. He's the main guy in, in Bloodsport. Blood yeah, yeah. Uh, but yep. So Bolo Young's in it. Um, Karina uh, Corey Everson is Kara. She's like. Uh, uh, she's uh, Alan Scarf is Nigel Griffith, the bad guy. She's his like muscle. She's a famous bodybuilder who. Um, did do you remember when MTV used to do like a fitness show? I don't. MTV used to was do it a called fitness crunch. Show. Was it yeah. called the crunch. She used to host it. She was like the host of the fitness show. Um, it has the it has the girl that uh, Tush incorrectly told me was Elsa from the Last Crusade, and it's not. No, that was me. no. Yeah, I said that, that. I for, I for whatever that. reason. I had it in my head that that's who it was, but it's not. Yeah, oh, now it's Shaw. Goes like, yeah, the girl. I'm like, that's not her. Yeah. yeah, no, I was yeah, don't sorry. Me with the incorrectness. My my apologies. It was LPJ who gave me. It was me. Yeah, that's Alona Shaw. She didn't really do anything else after this. Um, no, Julie Strain is in this. Yeah, she plays the the like the guy he's or the lady she's uh that he's stretching out at the beginning. And it's <laughs> like whoa, whoa, wait a minute. This is really, a fitness class. It was really why are they all wearing thongs? You know. <laughs> yeah, there, there is. It was very strange. Um. Yeah, and that's it. And then, then there's a lot of people that are in it that are in every John Claude Van Damme movie. You know. Yeah, lots of like stuntman slash actors. Exactly. You know? Yep. You get the kind of the 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 John Claude Van Damme uh, all star cast in this. 
Yeah, like I'm sure some of these guys were were competitors in the Kumite that we saw in like the montage. Probably. You know? <laughs> um, okay, so I only looked up surprisingly. I only looked up the net worth for Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, Tush, why don't you go first? What do you think for Jean Claude Van Damme? He's got that sweet, sweet appearing in an episode of the TV show Las Vegas money. Um, he's also got that sweet, sweet JCVD money. I'm gonna say like he was broke for a while, but I feel like he's made some back. I'm gonna say he's worth thirty million. He was broke. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Uh, what do you think, LBJ? Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet Jean Claude Van Johnson money. Uh, <laughs> Amazon Prime TV show that only lasted six episodes, which is actually not terrible. Um, it's not terrible. No, it's actually pretty funny. Uh, I'm gonna go sixty million. Uh, you guys were both kind of around at $40 million. All right. Good for him. Uh, okay. And, and that's, that's the only one I looked up. So <laughs> I think everyone else is dead. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, directed by, uh, the dude that you guys mentioned already, Sheldon Lidditch. And he, di- he directed, what did you guys say already? I'm sorry. I, he directed I, I know a ton you of stuff. It, right? He did. He yeah, directed, he directed Bloodsport, Lionheart. Lionheart, yeah. Bloodsport. He wrote Rambo three. Um, he wrote uh, or he directed um, the Last Warrior, The Order, a bunch of different like you know straight to DVD straight to or DVD straight to or action or movies. Uh, yeah, he's done a lot of. He's kind I, of like an action movie a genre genre director. I I think his big his big draw for Van Damme. He's like yeah, he lets me do cocaine on the set. It's all good. <laughs> I think the most intriguing thing to me is that this movie, like the writing credits, the story by and like the screenplay are by the director and uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Well, it's 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 it just it's taken. It's based off of the Korskin brothers by Alexandre Dumas, who wrote like The Count of Monte Cristo and The Three Musketeers. Loosely based. <laughs> Loosely based. <laughs> Loosely <Okay>. based. <laughs> I mean, all the stuff about Hong Kong was the same, um, but uh, but some of the other stuff, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and, and then the music is by Arthur Kem- Kempel. It's fine. I, we're not playing anything. It's no, fine. we're not playing anything. Um, so uh, I do have the uh, taglines for you. Uh, first one. One packs a punch, one packs a piece. Together, they deliver. All right. That's fine. Second one. Second one. Feel the impact. All right. This is the one I, this is the one I feel like I remember. Double Van Dam. <laughs> yep. Uh, this one. Twin brothers torn apart by violence on a mission of revenge. One packs a punch, one packs a piece. Together they deliver. Um, and then this one is, I guess, just a shortened version of that because it just says two brothers separated by violence now together in a mission of revenge. Yeah, none of those are great. Nope. <laughs> I mean, they didn't even use yeah. double Van Damage and they totally could have. Man, <laughs> damage. Um, okay, uh, anything else that you guys want to mention before we uh, talk about the uh, plot of this movie? And as a, you know me, I notoriously take very long notes for movies. I have barely three pages of notes. Well, and there wasn't even a lot, there wasn't even like a lot of like internet movie database like you know trivia or anything about it. So there wasn't there was not a lot of research on this movie for some reason. No, there's really not. It's going to be a short episode, guys. Yeah, oh, I can stretch it out. Um, like, yeah, I, apparently, because I um, because you know my my James Con uh, Schwarzenegger theory caused a lot of uh, controversy. I tried to think of like an equally you know controversial thing to get the message message boards going this time, but I can't really think of one. I mean, I certainly don't think that uh, like you know Jeffrey Lewis could take Van Damme. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, well, you know, there's still time. Maybe you'll think of it while we're while yeah. we're going through. So. Uh, this movie starts off in Hong Kong. I guess basically the whole movie takes place in Hong Kong, but it's still under British rule, correct? Yeah. yeah. This? Okay. Um, so we're introduced to these twin ba- babies, and I'm like, are they at the opening of a tunnel? Presumably, like, uh, and I'm sorry, Dave, you'll laugh at me. Is there a tunnel that goes from Hong Kong to, like, mainland? I was literally asked the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't think there is, because I... I... 
I mean, I, I feel like it's, Hong Kong's a little ways off of the mainland. That's what I kind of thought. I was like, I was like, it's not close enough to the mainland where you could just have a like tunnel from Hong Kong to the mainland because that's like what this movie uh, proposes is that like there's a tunnel from Hong Kong to the mainland. And I feel and like we like, would know if there was. I mean, it's unfortunate that we, there isn't some like magical uh, website that we can just throw the results into. Let's see. Um, there's the Cross Harbor Tunnel, which opened in 1972. Oh, well, all right. And it, it, it and goes, there's, it there's goes three through. tunnels, as a matter of fact. Oh, shit. Wow, all we right. do not know our China, um, Hong Kong, uh, you know, tunnel information very well. Uh, well, there you go. So anyway, so we're introduced to the twins and their parents at this opening. Um, then their parents, like, drive home and they're... Uh, they, like, send their bodyguard home early, but then they get ambushed and killed very violently yeah. <laughs> in the beginning of this movie. Like, that was very violent when the one dude, the dude, the the guy from... Uh, Bolo Young? Yeah, like, kills the mom with a shotgun, like, point-blank range. I was like, dear Lord. Um, so, but then the dude shows up to save them. He saves the twins... And then, like, <laughs> this is so dumb. Because they have to think of an excuse to, like, separate the twins. So he tells the nanny, like, get them out of here. But she only grabs one of them. And she just, like, keeps running. <laughs> like, And then, like, then drops him at a French nursery in Hong Kong? Yeah, they very quickly explain why Van Damme has his accent. Because one is raised in a French orphanage. Yep. And in then, Hong Kong. Yeah, in Hong Kong, which does not have a big French population. And then the other was raised in France. Then they moved to L.A. So, right. right. I like how they cover it because, like, basically the one gets dropped off the or- the French orphanage, and then the the dude Frank he takes the other one and raises him. So we cut to twenty five years later. We're in Hollywood. Um, this is where I have that says ten minutes in, and JCVD is doing the splits already in this movie because it's like a big. He's doing oh, the splits, man. and it's a big close up on his buns doing dude, the splits. It is like it, it is somewhat disturbing. Like, the, yeah, yeah. He, does, he does the splits a lot in a bunch of movies, and it's fine. This one is a little overboard. It is. And he's wearing, he's essentially wearing, like, tights. And, yeah, ballerina and, outfit. Like, that guy who he beats up uh, accuses him of wearing. You yeah. Know? And, uh, and, and it's, there's, it's gross. It's kind of gross. So, I feel like this school has two types of classes, karate and women that Van Damme is going to have sex with. Yeah. You know? well, so like, I, I have a question. I'm like, okay, so Chad and Frank, they run a yoga slash karate studio? <laughs> like, it's very confusing as to what this yeah, is. Yeah, and Frank's the one who teaches karate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah like, that- I was saying, like, earlier, like, that, that lady that, like, Chad is stretching, uh, like, I don't have a good way of describing what she's wearing without signing, sounding perverted. It's like, I don't think you would wear that to work out, you know? Well, you would if you're in a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's, that's again, where they casually drop that he was... Because uh, they, they, they say something about how he's he born in Hong Kong, and he's, he's like, I thought I was born in France. He's like, you were raised in France. You were born in Hong Kong. Because he gets some information, because I guess he's like... Apparently, it's taken him 25 years to get any kind of beat on where the other twin brother is, um, because that's like the thing he gets information about. Like, oh, we finally located his brother, and so he's like, "Hey, we're going to Hong Kong." Um, and like, here's the gist of this movie, right? That Chad, the one that grew up with Frank, he's kind of like uptight and really fancy, and uh, Alex, the one that grew up in the orphanage, is like a dirtbag criminal with slick back hair, right? Yep. Yeah, but only criminal, like only like an acceptable criminal. Like he just smuggles stuff to avoid tariffs and things like that. He won't get involved with drugs, you know. And, and also, I thought it was kind of funny that it's like Chad, the one that grew up in like with Frank. Like he's made out to be like he he's very skilled at martial arts, but he's made out to yeah. be like this fancy pants kind of guy. But like they talk about Frank, he was like a Vietnam vet and all this stuff. So why did he grow up to be like such a fancy pants like that? Because they lived in Hollywood. I don't understand like. The the yeah, sweet, sweet karate class money, you know. <laughs> well, so anyways, so they fly to Hong Kong. Uh, they they go to this bar. Um, they're talking to some people there, and then like, okay, this is gonna get confusing because now we have to start talking about both Van Dams. So the girl that's not the girl from Last Crusade shows up and thinks. 
that Chad is Alex. So she takes him in the back room and like immediately puts her hand down his pants. Oh yeah. I, I guarantee <laughs> and, you that's a scene JCVD wrote for himself. <laughs> so, um, so, but then Alex, the evil one shows up, um, and he's like a criminal and he like knocks out Jean-Claude Van Damme question mark. Yeah. He headbutts someone. I feel like he has a knot on his forehead for like the rest of the movie then. Yeah, I think maybe he does. Um, so, like, then he comes to, and that's when, like, Frank kind of explains that, like, hey, the, the triad, okay, <laughs> the triads killed their parents because they were, his dad was building the tunnel, but he ran out of money, so his business partner, um, Griffith, got a deal from the triads, but then they decided to bump out their parents because you make a lot of money from having a tunnel question mark. I didn't, I didn't uh, quite understand. I don't know. Cause like, cause, That's a great cause the whole thing is like, cause Frank's like, we got to get this tunnel back. It's your birthright. And it's like, it's well, a tunnel. Like, how do you make money off it? Also, especially considering that like this movie was made in the early nineties by 2000, Hong Kong going back to China. So it's like, I don't think you're going to keep the tunnel dude, you know? <laughs> It's very confusing. So then then I got more confused because I'm like, okay, I'm like, they agree that they're going to team up and go after the dudes that killed their parent because they're on a boat. But then it's like, no, like evil JC or criminal JCVD is just like giving them an audition to make sure that they can like handle themselves, I guess, because yeah, they're like, I don't doing understand a- the plan up until like the, the, cause the, like up until like the finale, cause like the finale is like, oh, okay, we have to go save people, not jumping ahead, but like. I don't understand what their plan is at all. Like, you know, I know they bombed someplace at one point, but it's like, I don't get it. Well, I think I kind of do understand. So so he basically gives him an audition because he's trying to sell these, like, BMWs, I think they are, to people. Um, I think they're Benzes. Or whatever they are. And, and he, like, throws, he throws them the Mercedes, um, uh, you know, uh, hood ornament. Oh, that's, that's right. Like, the Marine police show up, and there's a really low-speed boat, ch- boat, ch- low boat chase, and it's kind of lame. Uh, they dump the cars in the water and then, like, blow them up and, you know, whatever. It's fine. But basically, evil Jean-Claude Van Damme's like, oh, well, I guess you guys can handle yourself. So now we're going to go into our parents' killers. Um, well, I, th- I don't but- know if it was a test. I think it was more he just had that business he had to take care of. And then after seeing how it ended up, how, how things turned out, he decides, all right, well, maybe these guys are fine. Maybe we can go take care of this. And there's also no explanation of why Preppy Van Dam is so good with guns, and then conversely, no explanation of why Dirtbag Van Dam is so good at karate. You know, right? I I think I understand the 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 Preppy Van Dam a little more because like they have established that Frank was good with guns and stuff like that. Okay, that makes apparently sense. he knows karate, but I you're right. I don't understand why the French orphanage Dirtbag Van Dam knows karate so well. It's the kind of the kind of semi, I'm. I think there's a little racism to it. Like, yeah, he was raised in an Asian country. He knows martial arts. You know. Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong about that. Um, okay, so then um, Alex, no, 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 Chad gets picked up by Mr. Zhang. Mr. Zhang is the guy that like runs the triad. He's the one who had his parents killed. Uh, he picks him up, thinking he's Alex. Wants Alex to work for him. He has like it conveniently like. Frank got their parents like the cigar box engraved and Mr. Zhang conveniently like, pulls out the cigar box in the car, like when they're driving there. Um, so, but he doesn't want to work for him. And then the guy from, um, Bolo Young, Bloodsport. Bolo Young, Bolo yeah. Young, sorry, kicks his ass, um, beats him up really bad. And, uh, punches him in the dick. Did you notice that? <laughs> I did <laughs> notice that. It's not a little bit of payback, but, also, at one point, like, Bolo Young is, has the henchmen try to deal with them, and they start to lose. So Bolo Young just breaks one of the henchmen's neck, who would, like, fail. <laughs> you know? right. I forgot. I forgot. Van Damme, uh, Preppy Van Damme beats up a couple of them, and he does just break that guy's neck. And then he, he beats him up and punches him in the dick. So, um, okay. So then, after he gets back from getting beat up, that's when they decide that they're going to take down Zhang. And you're right. This is where it gets kind of confusing because they're. I guess they're like, well, listen, we gotta have a, we gotta have a base of operations. So we're gonna go to this abandoned hotel on this island outside of town to strike from? Question mark. Yeah, I think it's maybe. Well, because they didn't know where. They didn't know where the triad people they needed to kill were located yet, <clears throat> so they were still trying to 
conduct like surveillance on them to try and figure out where it is they need to go, but they couldn't stay at Chad's apartment anymore um, because the triads knew where they were at. So they had to go someplace where no one was going to be able to find them. Yeah. And they needed to give Alex's girlfriend time to find the documents that prove that they were all, everyone is evil because yeah. people keep those on file. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Everything one. you said was true. So, yeah, so they go to this abandoned hotel on the island, they get a bunch of guns and bombs. So then they go to the docks and they bust up like this, like Zhang's operation there. Uh, they blow up a lot of stuff. There's a lot of JCVD rolling, uh, oh, yeah. rolling, holding two guns and shooting, which I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, you guys are much more versed in JCVD, but I feel like there's a lot more gunplay in this than I'm used to in like Jean Claude Van Damme movies. Um, is that, um, is that yeah, I mean, certainly up until this point. It depends on the movie. Because, the yeah, because you're right, because the previous movies, the plot of them focused on either some kind of tournament or, like, a street fight or, you know, like, like fighting was an element of the movie. In here, mm-hmm. it's more of a, like, a crime drama, for lack of a better term. Um, so there is going to be more guns. Same thing with like, you know, like time cop, there's a lot of guns. Um, yeah. Universal soldier. There's lots of guns. Soldier I, is, yeah. It just depends. But on yeah, the up until this movie. point, this is the first one to have a lot of gunplay, you know? Okay. That's, that's fair. Um, so, so yeah, so they bust up this operation at the dock. Uh, and like you said, the, the Alex's girlfriend is, it's looking into Mr. Griffith or the Griffith guy trying to find these, documents in, in official files that they like committed murder i guess because she conveniently um, works for him too right so the our next thing is that i know you love the the funny climax club with two k's um uh so then like this is exactly what my note says it says alex brings zang some cognac or is it Nah, it's a bomb for sure because yep. they basically like earlier like one of the things he does is like um in brings in like cognac so mr zang is like oh give me some of that cognac if you get some more so they i don't okay here's my confusion they he brings in the cognac to plant the bomb and they take the bomb into him why did they need to bring in the other thing of cognac that why did they need to have alex bring in a thing of cognac as well like a bomb why did they just i don't know i felt like i don't know i was confused yeah because at that, that point they're just, they're just more of like people. uh yeah and i think he's more of like hey look they're twins so they can have a they could have a twin, um, like, you know, confusion moment. Like, you know, it was their parent trap moment. Like, oh, okay, but I just no, saw no, you, Dave, you know? Dave, it was their Sweet Valley High moment. Oh, good point. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I kind of mentioned this a little bit to LPJ before we started recording. I think, I, I don't know if I'm going to say the interesting thing or the bad thing or the good thing, but I guess it's just the thing about this movie is that, like, there are some scenes where they're together, but like what I think this movie can't really pull off and what I, it's like, they're never really fighting the same person at the same time. Like I know right. they didn't really yeah. have a way to, they didn't have a way to pull it off. And I kind of like, I don't know. I wish I would have been able to see them. Like I thought for sure that this movie was going to have both them fighting the guy, the Bolo young or whatever. At, at yeah. This was time. still definitely. Yeah. This was still definitely the, um, Patty Duke technology of like, oh, like it's just a split screen and then shooting people from behind and stuff like that. Like, like nowadays you would say like, okay, we can digitally put someone's face on the stunt double and stuff like that. But yeah, back yeah. then and, it was still very much like, oh yeah, this is just split screen. And keep and, in mind, you know, they're working shots. with, you know, $15 million is a pretty limited budget for something like that. Um, yeah. Plus they're filming solely in Hong Kong. So they can't really... You know, I, I, and one of the one of the advantages of filming in Hong Kong, it's they don't have to pull permits, they don't have to really do anything other than set up a camera and start filming. So it's not like they have access to, um, to advanced film equipment on location where they're at. So they kind of just had right. to guerrilla style film a lot of this. But you're right, no. this movie <laughs> would have served would have been served a lot better by the double Van Dam fighting Bolo Young fight. Yeah. Which I get it. They couldn't pull it off, but I, I, I think it kind of is, it's kind of, you know, whatever. So anyways. Because so, I feel like it was probably, like, it was kind of set up, like, oh, Bolo Young's so tough, it's going to take both of them to defeat him. Oh, yeah. Right. Because he kicks the shit out of Preppy Van Dam, but then, we'll get to it in a little bit here, but then Preppy Van Dam just, like, beats him. Anyways, 
So, like you said, Alex's girlfriend, she finds those documents that talk about how the guy broke the law. But then Dave told me, uh, sorry, Tush told me in a separate text that the scene where she gets searched by the muscle lady was his favorite part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I mean, was. I like the parts after more. There's a certain amount of gay panic in this movie. Oh, a like, I mean, the, you know. Yeah, like Chad definitely refers to Preppy Van Dam as the bundle of sticks words a few times. And then this scene is like, oh my God, she's not just evil. She might be gay too. It's just like, there's, and also yeah. the thing is, so he called, so Chad calls, uh, I mean, not Chad, um, uh, Alex calls Chad that word, but they like really aggressively establish that, oh no, Chad is very heterosexual, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you're definitely, so know, you're definitely right I feel like about... it was fairly common back then, though. You know, for no. Yeah, it was. I, Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're definitely right about that. Um, so she has the old documents that prove that Frank was right about the Not tunnel. saying it was okay, folks. <laughs> so she calls the island and, like, okay, I, this part of the movie drives me, it's not driving me crazy, I think it's dumb. So she calls the island to, to tell her like what's going on but like chad and frank are out chopping wood in the forest so like alex is like oh i gotta come pick you up because you're in trouble so he can't find him so he leaves on the boat to go pick her up right, right. but then like alex just assumes that he like went to pick her up so they could bang i guess because he proceeds to like drink an entire bottle of johnny walker red himself and like like has a image that they're like boning on the boat yeah, pretty right? much. That's yeah. basically it. Like, it. like nudity is often shoehorned in in uh, movies of this era, and this is definitely like, oh yeah, this movie, this nudity isn't even happening in the actual <laughs> movie. We're actually, you know, like this guy's just imagining it. I mean, obviously, you know, it's just like there is that scene where she's like, I feel like my underwear would be the first thing I took off if they were wet. Like you know, but I guess you know some people keep them on. But well, yeah, because. Uh, basically, there's a whole sequence where uh, Chad goes and rescues her and saves her from uh, uh, Zhang's men. And there's like a chase through the streets and on boats and stuff like that. And then Alex is having this scene where he thinks that they're in the bone zone. And that's where you get Tush. That's where you get uh, JCVD's Tush. And, and, and But it doesn't really happen. They show up on the island and he's really mad. Uh, he slaps Danielle. That's his girlfriend around. Uh, and him and... Uh, well, I guess they do have a fight. Him and they don't fight someone together, yeah. but the the Alex right, and Chad do have a fight. Yes, and then like Chad in, in, really in the house where everything falls apart really easily. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then Chad's Chad's like really mad. He's like, "I'm gonna leave. Like I'm gonna swim back to Los Angeles." It's like, "No, you're not, dude." But then he just kind of goes and pouts in the woods. I guess right. Like he doesn't actually go home. Yeah. Because the bad guys show up on the island and start attacking it, and they kidnap Daniel and Frank, and like Alex and Chad, like kill a bunch of dudes and beat them up and kill a bunch of dudes. Um, like, so I feel oh, like him slapping a lady should have been a much bigger deal. Like, hey, that's not cool. Just because you you you're like, oh no, yeah, like you she, know, like, she, like, like I mean, to me, it it's like, wow, this guy's a piece of garbage. Yeah, yeah. and she just like walked it off and immediately forgave yeah. him. I was like, oh, it's clearly my fault. You've slapped me. <laughs> That's true. Well, I've, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, no. Um, so they kidnap Daniel and Frank. Uh, they take him to a boat in the harbor. Um, uh, I was confused because I was like, <laughs> this is so me, this is me being dumb. I didn't realize they jumped ahead because I was like, the helicopter's there on the island and Zang's on it. But then they show the helicopter flying. The next shot is like the helicopter flying and landing on the boat. And I'm like, wait, isn't Zang on the helicopter? But I guess it's a different helicopter because Griffith gets out of this one. Right. Um, and, and I thought that Frank was maybe dead. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I got myself confused. So they show up. Alex and Chad decide, agree to work together. They show up on the boat. I don't remember how they knew where the boat was, but they show up on the boat. They kill some more dudes. They do a fake out where they make you think that they killed Frank because they're torturing him. Um, but they didn't actually kill him. They, they just want to trick him into get to the boiler room. Um, so then Alex fights this dude with spurs in the dark. And I'm like, are we supposed to know who this guy is that he fights? Because he has like a prolonged showdown with them. But I don't remember him from earlier in the movie. Nor do I. No, he wasn't in the earlier in the movie. Oh, okay. I, I think uh, there, there was one point where some, well, someone gets out of the limo at one point. You see spurs. But then I don't, I don't remember anything beyond that, you know. Yeah. Well, anyways, so he has a showdown with this guy. Um, uh, 
Chad has a showdown with Bolo Young. Uh, am I saying that name right now? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and I have a note that says, man, this guy likes throwing barrels more than Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> his his go-to move in that fight is to pick up like barrels over his head and like throw them at JCVD. Um, well, yeah, and if he had if he had just stuck to punching JCVD, he probably would have won the fight is based on what happened earlier. But instead he just gets all barrel happy, you know? And because I think what happens is Jean-Claude Van Damme kicks him a couple times and he like flies into like an open electrical panel and like shoots yeah. him. So. Yeah, what which was ridiculous. That was very silly. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, Alex, uh, the slick back evil twin, I guess, has a fight with the evil lady with the big thighs and muscles. And I can't remember how he beats her. He just, does he just like, he just stabs her. her. Like he basically like, you know, just like maneuvers her knife, which like, can't they give this lady a gun? Like, no, no, no. You just get a knife in your thighs to kill people. You know? Um, so yeah, so he, he kills her. Um, then they go after, like you said, they both go after an old dude. Um, Alex goes after Zhang and like chases him up a tower and Chad, for some reason, I don't know why when he chases after Griffith, he takes the Danielle with him. Like, yeah. leave her there. I don't know yeah. why she's, she's running perfectly with safe. Him. And he's like, and we, can, and we just leave Jeffrey Lewis where he is. And, and he but, is dragging her like, she, yeah, like. She is not keeping up with yeah. him, and he is pulling on her. But I, I do like this little bit when he well, when he takes. Oh, go ahead. I was saying it's like yeah, basically you had because we we talked about this earlier, Joe. Um, that uh, you have like a big fight with like you know an actual like boss level, and then they go and they fight these like non intimidating old men. It's like I feel like that's a little bit anticlimactic, you know. Uh oh. And also, this insanely rich guy knows how to operate like an industrial forklift, you know? Well, yeah, because that's the thing. So, like, he, they're like chasing through a bunch of like, um, like crates, like, uh, shipping containers. Yep. And then, like, he sneaks up into, like, like you said, an industrial forklift and he's like going to, like, like he's going to crush him with this thing, but like, JCVD jumps in the water and he can't find him and he's like looking for him and he's shooting, but JCVD gets in the thing and I do kind of like it because he drives up and he literally just drops the entire shipping container on top of Griffin. That was that, that was, was pretty, pretty great. Like if you're gonna kill somebody with a shipping container, that's a really good way to do it. And then I don't even know what goes on with Zhang and Alex. Like they fight a little bit. He gets his hand stuck to some gears and then he falls off a tower. Question mark. Yeah, yeah essentially. Yeah, and like his hand, it would have been pulverized, not yes. just a little bit bloody, like they show. You know? Yeah, like his hand like, would be gone. You know. Yeah, and he kind of pleads with them and tries and gets gets them. He's like, "Oh, work with me, blah blah blah." But no, that's so he kills him. And then, like, I guess that's the end? Question mark. You think that like this entire shipping container like sequence might have been kind of stolen from Lethal Weapon Two? Because I feel like the shadow fight was kind of stolen from that one. The one guy. Remember, we, it, when we, on our episode, we talked about, like, how, like, this kind of, like, old, like, you know, this kind of, like, sickly-looking old man who's beating up Mel Gibson, kind of, like, in the dark like that. There's shipping containers everywhere, you know? Like, I don't know. It seems a little reminiscent to me. I don't know, maybe. It could be. That's not a, that's not a bad um, theory. That's not a bad theory, actually. I didn't think about it like that. Oh, thank so, you. Um, and then they mastered the shipping container fight scene in the A-Team movie with Liam Neeson and Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Good movie. Call. Yeah, which I oh, yeah. That, a, that that will be done on the podcast at some point. I've wanted pencil to do that in. pencil me in for that one. Okay, you're, it's you're, one of those movies that whenever it's on cable, I watch it. Like you know, it's like I mean, even though I own it, like if it's on TV, it's like oh okay, you know. Uh, spoiler alert, Tush, you're secretly penciled into every movie we do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you're you're our go to yeah. uh, fill in guest. Um, like so, hey, so and so. Uh, you know, so and so couldn't make it tonight. You want in? Sure. Uh, did you see it said that this movie apparently contains a lot of similarities to the Double Dragon video games? Oh yes. yeah, I suppose it kind of does. Insofar as one's a good twin, one's a bad twin, and there's a girl to, they both want. And there's a girl they both want, and they have to fight like a, a, a triad boss essentially. Yeah. And I feel like Bolo Young is that one guy who looks kind of like a uh, a, Bobo? a giant cabbage patch kid. Yeah, you know. Yep. So you guys have mentioned that 
he plays like twins in multiple movies. What's another? Movie yeah, and the one he did with Natasha Henstrich. It's like Maximum Risk or something. It's called. Yeah, Maximum Risk. He plays twins. Uh, and then Replicant. Replicant. Uh, Time Cop. He technically plays himself twice. Uh, this movie. You could argue that like that's a sign of his vanity. That like, oh no, this movie needs more than one Van Damme. Well, <laughs> and, you know, and that was kind of the genesis of the movie. Is he wanted something. He, he, he didn't want to get pigeonholed into being an action movie star, so he wanted something that would show his range. So he's like, I'll play a good me, I'll play an evil me. Uh, JCVD, and he's, yeah. talking, he's talked recently about wanting to do a long-delayed sequel-slash-remake, where he's like, oh yeah, but you know, I do it real dramatic, you know? He, after JCVD, he had a period where he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to make a Bloodsport sequel and it's be very dramatic, you know? He yeah. kind of got a little bit... Uh, he can't believe the little of his own hype. Yeah. Well, back in, in 2012, when he was doing press for Expendables 2, um, yeah. you know, a sequel's been in the works, and they haven't written, uh, or at least uh, they have part of it written. And um, I guess it was just like their vision of it was so expensive that nobody wanted to fund it, which seems about right. <laughs> They're like, dude, uh, I don't think this will make his money back. <laughs> Probably not. Well, yeah, like, and that, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, obviously, his time. I mean, he's still around and stealing stuff, but his like time in the spotlight is kind of past, right? He doesn't make big movies. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't. No, do, I, he's I mean, still but I guess the last thing he did that got the last thing he did that got theatrical release was Expendables two, and that was ten right. years ago. So, but he, he still, you know, he still has a lot of movies that he's making. Um, oh yeah, there's like two or three every year at least. Yeah, he makes you know? a lot. Yeah, and a lot of them have like, and like now there's like a lot of like ones with like him and um, you know, him and him and Dolph Lundgren have teamed up like five or six more times yeah. for oh. straight to video movies. And, Spurs guy, you know. Peter Malota, is actually a director who works with him now for a lot of his straight to video movies. Yeah. Spurs. Oh, the guy I wonder if he still yeah. wears Spurs on the set. No, 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 maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like this. I feel like this episode just kind of tapering off like this movie. Like I just watched it two days ago. I'm kind of like, so what happens after the fight? Well, nothing really. Like I think they someone gives him a thumbs up or something. Yeah, it really like it doesn't really have an ending. Like you don't see our our Chad and Alex friends now. Um, are, are they running the tunnel as a family business? Yeah. I mean, what are they? What are they doing? Do They're they making do? 50, like fifty cents off each car. Yeah, you see him each in a toll booth on each on like the two toll booths on either side, like Or no, you have one on the Hong Kong side and one on the mainland China side. Yep. And the person's like, Hey, didn't I just how'd you get here so quick? You know, didn't I just see you? That missed yeah. opportunity. They totally could have done that in the movie. That is a hundred percent. They really should have. Okay, when they make a remake. Yeah, I feel like this movie is just like they had a it's just like I wanna play twins. Yeah, that's like, it. That I mean, like okay, so in the remake, I'm jumping forward to, I'm jumping forward to the plug section. We're gonna have a GoFundMe to make the sequel to this movie, so everyone should probably check that out. You know, <laughs> but is We're it gonna star, need about, is, it, is it gonna star JCVD still? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, we might Irishman him. We might de-age him. You know, oh, I don't know about that. He's he's I had a, he's I had like a rough life. Need a lot of money. He's had a <laughs> rough life. I want to make. Can we make? Let's. I'd rather fund a remake of this where Jason Statham plays twins. I was thinking the same thing. Ooh, actually. That'd be pretty good. And his accent would actually make sense for Hong Kong. You yeah. know. There you go. Um. Shoot. I. Do, I mean, like. Hey. Hey. Guess what? I did not have any role reversals. Big surprise. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if you're like. Well, you know, I think at one thing. point Van Dam was gonna play Chad, and then Van Dam was gonna play Alex. So. <laughs> yeah. They almost flip flopped. Um, shoot, I mean, I feel like we've kind of talked about everything. Yeah, all right, I mean, let's we, just get to the rating. All right, let's just do it. It's, it's not a long movie, but we've done shorter, you know. But just you know, oh, they kill a frog on screen at one point. I'm kind of like, yee. They do. Don't think you're you, you can get away with that if you're shooting in the U.S. BJ is trying to play the machine gun sound. I've already played it. Dave talked right over it. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. That's yeah, all right. Uh, Tush, you're the guest. Do you want to give your rating first? 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I remember liking it as a kid, but it wasn't like one of the ones that was like really up there, like Universal Soldier or Bloodsport. I'm going to give it two and a half machine guns. It's fun enough. It's worth a watch. I mean, like I said, I didn't remember. I, mean, I was kind of reminded just how much a piece of shit the Alex Van Dam was, but like, and I, I certainly didn't like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's fine. But there's nothing. If it's on, watch it. But don't rush out to see it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I or rush I'm in to see it. I'm kind of with you. Like, I, I was always like, want, like I said, I brought this to the the show. I wanted to see it. I never seen it. And I was kind of, ex- I don't know. I mean, I realize it's like a '90s Jean Claude Van Damme movie, but I don't know. I think I feel like I was expecting something more out of it. Like, I don't know. It's fine and it's serviceable, but like, I don't know. I wanted to see him fight together. I, I, I don't know. Like, this movie kind of let me down, which I know is weird to say for a Jean Claude Van Damme movie from 1991 to say it let me down. But I really was kind of thinking it would be. I was expecting more and I kind of thought the concept sounded interesting and I don't know, like there wasn't as much like fighting. There was a lot more gunplay and I don't know, overall it just wasn't what I was hoping it would be. So I think I got to go with two machine guns for this. Yeah. um, I feel like after this, I feel like after this Van Damme movies got a lot better. Like, you had Hard Target, you had Universal Soldier, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, also keep in mind, this is essentially a vanity project for him. Um, so he's making this movie really just to stroke his ego is essentially what it was. Um, but as far as a rating goes, uh, I definitely enjoyed the movie as far as, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies go. But, you know, I also have rose-colored glasses for most Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Uh, I didn't mind this one. It is, it's fine. You're right. It, it's fine. This movie's fine. There's nothing <laughs> great about it. There's nothing terrible about it. Um, um, I'm going to give it the... I, I do have to give it the Jean-Claude Van Damme boobies, bu- boobies bounce. Uh, I got to bump it up a little bit because, um, you know, it's a classic, classic JCVD love scene in this. Uh, so I'm going to go... I'll go th- two and a half machine guns. I, I almost did three. three, but I got to go two and a half. It's really right down the middle of the road. And had that love scene not been in there, uh, it probably would have been a two. Man, we've done so many JCVD movies on the podcast. We've done, now. I would say, uh, his most of his catalog at this point, uh, as far as uh, the not straight-to-DVD movies go. Well, here, here's what I can remember. Kickboxer, yeah. Sudden Death. Lionheart, uh, Hard Target, Universal Soldier, uh, Time Cop. Yep. Uh, this one, Double Impact. Yep. We haven't done Bloodsport, though, which is weird. We haven't done Bloodsport. We haven't done Cyborg because you always tell me that it's actually terrible. It's not good. We haven't done Nowhere to Run. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, Nowhere um, to Run's not good. No. Uh, oh yeah, you know what? You know what? You know what'll probably be the next one we do is uh, Death Warrant, the one where he goes into prison. I don't remember. Oh why, yeah, yeah, that one's that but, one's pretty good. Death Warrant's kind of um, like the other big one that we haven't done, and uh, Expendables two we'll probably have to do at some point. And I mean, I was think we'll on the hard target episode. Was what? Was I no, on the hard target episode? No, hard okay. target was before even I was on the show regularly. So okay. Um, I, and I and we've talked about it because I've never seen it, and it, it, we really are going to end up doing the Street Fighter movie at some point. Too. Yes, yeah. we we one hundred percent are. <laughs> I've never seen it, but we'll we'll do it. I, I know it's bad, but you know it'll it's be, bad in a great be... way, though. Like it's it's a great kind of bad. All right, what do you think, Tosh? Is he right about that? Kylie Minogue's just... Cammy. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, isn't that uh, you know what? The... I feel like Raul Julia's. Raul Julia's performance makes it worthwhile. Yes. All right. Well, like I said, we'll 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 get to that for sure. I mean, it, it is surprising that I've never. I think I tried to watch it once, and I was like, "Ooh, boy!" and like turned it off and never got back to it. So, um, all right, anyways, yeah, I guess you're right. We we have kind of covered all for the most part his mainstays. So yeah. All right, let's get to some plugs. Uh, check us out every Monday, anywhere podcasts are available. Um, we can also uh, you can also check us out on GameZilla Media.com. 
And you can join our Discord. You go to GameZillaMedia.com, you scroll to the bottom of the page, click the Discord button, and you can chat with us. Uh, you could tell us how much you love this movie or hate this movie, and um, you know maybe suggest some straight-to-video JCVD, JCVD movies that we have not done yet. There's a lot that I haven't seen. I think Legionnaire might be the last one that I've seen. Legionnaire? Um, yep. Um, yeah, that's a good idea, yeah. Yeah, you know, let us know. I mean, there's got to be some other JCVD super fans out there uh, who have what seen, about the who quest? seen far the more one, than me. The quest, the one you did, Roger Moore. Oh yeah, there's the quest. The quest, which is essentially um, like a, it's like a like a different take on Bloodsport almost. Or it's no, I'm sorry, yeah. it's uh, it's the story of the guy who supposedly actually won the Bloodsport that the movie's based on. Yeah, like thing. I think Frank Dukes like directed that one or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's about Frank Dukes, um, and and it's all BS apparently. Uh, yeah, yeah, but anyway, um, check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, we're all over the place. Uh, yeah, D- Dave, you get any plugs? Oh, uh, no, not really. I can think of. Um, I, I know I, I've been talking about a while. Uh, my book, I have it registered at the Library of Congress, so I'm gonna eventually get that published pretty soon. Put that out there. I still have to give you guys copies so you can tell me, you know, if it's good or bad or, you know, you know, whatever. I don't so, know if we're necessarily yeah, the litmus test for that, but, you know, we'll get, definitely read it. Yeah, you know what? You guys you guys are my core audience, you know? All right, fair <laughs> enough. Just, all right, all right, cool. All right. Well, thanks, as always, for being on. Thanks for, you know, being game to talk about whatever. Thanks I think this movie, I felt like this movie was in your wheelhouse, and finally you got to talk about some tush. Do you have any last words about JCVD's tush in this? I mean, you know what? I would prefer it to be an actual, like, normal lighting. You know, the way it's kind of all in, like, fancy, like, you know, like, you know, like, it's in, like, it looks purple and stuff. It's like, I don't know. We could do better with Tush, you know. Yeah. Get him a nice ring light. He'll be all set. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, uh, th- thanks again, uh, Tush. Appreciate it, as always. All right. Thanks for having me. This episode of The Last Action Podcast has been terminated but we'll be back <laughs>